live from New York, Halloween night. It's Ask an Ooh. Engineer. Yeah, you're going to hear cheering because the uh, Halloween parade is right outside, right outside of our, our door. Window. We're wondering, where are you? Well, we'll we are here at Adafruit yeah. in downtown Manhattan. They call it Hudson Scare today. Yeah, not Hudson Square. Yeah. Uh, it's me, Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada wearing uh, Halloween black as always. We're always spooky, yeah. always tempted by the Reese's. Uh, we got an exciting show for you tonight. Yeah, don't adjust your YouTube you television. What um, day is it? Yeah, it's so supposed to be Wednesday, right? Yeah, this but is a special Thursday edition because we did an open source hardware month talk yesterday. And it was so amazing. It went on for an hour. Yeah. People loved it, but we wanted to give away goodies, show people new products, go over Python news and more. So we thought we'd do a little maybe expedited show tonight. Kick yeah. it off, Mr. Lady Ada. All right, on tonight's show, the code is SCARYFRUIT, 10% off the native fruit store, all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Everything except for gift certificates, Adabox, and Code Academy courses. It supports us, an open source hardware company here in Hudson Scare, and here's some scary cool people that run this company. Some of them are, have costumes that we're gonna show you later. Yeah, and uh, we're loan free, venture capital free, and we would like to stay in business, so to do that, just place an order and use the code SCARYFRUIT and save a buck or two. Um, we talked about show and tells yesterday, so we don't have to do that today. We're gonna do make code minute. I'm gonna talk about some Python on hardware. Time travel, look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers. Talk about some jobs on the jobs board, jobs.adafruit.com. Some 3D printing, some made in New York City factory footage, some new products, we'll answer your questions. We'll do that over in Discord with all 14,000 of y'all. And as of today, we have 30 boosts. So we have more emojis, higher sound quality for our voice chats and more. We'll do some top secret. We'll give something away at the end of the show. All that and more on, you guessed it. Dun, dun, dun. Ask an engineer. That's right. Okay, Lady Ada, let's uh, pay some bills here to reward the skills. Scary fruits to code. Use it on the site. 10% um, off. Yep, uh, we have some freebies right now. What do they get for free? In addition to using that code when they fill their cart with all these electronic goodies. I'm glad you asked. $99 or more, you'll get a free Permaproto half-size breadboard. It's great for taking your solderless breadboard projects and making them permanent. We have uh, $199 or more free UPS ground shipping. Uh, it's recommended, especially during the holidays, so you can get your stuff on time. Postal service is a bit of a risk. But with UPS ground shipping, it'll get there. When it says it's going to get there, you have a tracking number. You know where it is. It's awesome. And $299 or more, you'll get free uh, Circuit Playground Express, our all-in-one development board that has LEDs, buttons, sensors, capacitive touch, and more. It runs Arduino, CircuitPythonCode.org, CS Discoveries, TinyGo, uh, MicroLisp, uh, MakerBlocks, and more. We love it because it's really easy to get started with all those platforms. And as they, more platforms come out, they tend to support the Circuit Playground Express because it's so popular. Okay. Um as Lydia said, we have some forms of shipping. We suggest UPS Ground for the United States. Postal, if you like to spin the wheel a little bit, and DHL for international. Same day delivery in New York City. If you order before 11 a.m., just make sure it's a zip code that's supported. We put that on the site, but, you know, make sure you know where you are and where you're sending it to. Okay. Um, part of our Adafruit Live series of shows today was JP's show. And here's a little bit of a preview of what JP showed this week. Bit of a reminder, if you go to adabox.com right now, you'll see exactly how many days left you have until adabox is done and uh, it's shipping for the holidays about like 30-ish days, gonna get close. So if you want to get an Adabox and not be left out in the cold. That's right, because it's November and we're yeah. gonna be shipping out early December. So we have 30 days to uh, sign up and get your Adabox. People love it. In fact, last Adabox was the Monster Mask. And as you'll see on all the socials, people are loving it. They're using the stuff in their Adabox. They had a full month to get together projects for this Halloween. And they did, we saw tons of Monster Mask projects Likewise, for this uh, winter holiday, uh, if you want to be one of the cool kids, you should sign up for Adabox yeah. and you can join in all the fun that we're going to have over winter break. Okay. Every single week, JP does a Make Code Minute. This week, did it again. No different. Take it away, JP. Thanks, JP. 
the Make Code Minute today, I wanted to show you a sort of a combination lock that I built using uh, Make Code and a Circuit Playground Express. And so the idea behind this is that I have a sequence of the capacitive touch pads that I need to press. So A1, let me do it out of order. A5, A3, that's not the correct order, which we'll find out when we press this button, we get red LEDs. Uh, if I do it in the proper order, A1, A3, A5, then it's gonna give me a little happy green lights and a little blue animation here. And so you could have this then in turn trigger a servo or a relay or do other things if you wanted to use it as a, as a real sort of combination lock. But I wanted to show you how you can make something like this. Um, there are probably plenty of ways, but the way I chose to do it was I created a couple of these arrays. And I have one that's called the code, and it's a three, um, um, uh, array of three members and they are one, three, five. So that's actually the order that I decided my combination is gonna be right now. And then I have this sort of empty list of three zeros that is where I'm gonna plug in my attempts. Uh, then when I press the A1 pin, the A3 pin or the A5 pin, what it does is it enters into one of those slots, depending on the order we press them, a number. And so for the A1, it changes the current entry slot to a one. Uh, then we change the entry to a three with the A3 and a five with the A5. And then when we go ahead and press the um, A button to check, what we do is we check and see, okay, are we at the third entry? Have three things actually been pressed? Uh, then we're gonna compare the first value of that first array, which is a one, to the first value of that second array, which now is either a one, three, or a five, and so on. So this is using this big if statement and a bunch of comparison logic. Uh, and then depending on the answer of that, we either get a high tone and green LEDs followed by the animation, or we get a low tone red and the um, uh, return to the original state. So right now uh, I've got, I had one already pressed, so it's gonna fail. And now I'm gonna make it successful. So A1, A3, A5, and it gets me the happy result. And so that is how you can create a little combination lock using make code running on the Circuit Playground Express. And that is your Make Code Minute. Okay, don't forget to go to adafruitdaily.com because we have our Make Code newsletter. We do one every month now. The Very current one is in the works. Yeah. So it'll be going out um, sometime next week ish. All right, batten down the hatches. It is time for Python on Hardware. Yay, Blinka! Yeah, all right, first up, Happy Halloween from the Circuit Python book from Japan. This is one of the many characters that's used for the book. And yes, and look, she's you, witchy today. She's wishing you a happy Halloween. We saw this on the author's site. Witchy and wishes. Tweet, and uh, thank you for sending this. We wish you a happy Halloween Yay. as well. Next up. Circuit Python snakes its way to the Sony's presence. That's right. This chip from Sony and this development board has now added Circuit Python support. So if you have one of these boards or you'd like to try out this cool new chip, um, they use an RTOS to add support, but uh, it's got the basics. It's got a REPL going on. It's got analog inputs, digital I.O. I think it's got I squared C as well. Um, you can check out um, the PR and build information. Uh, we'll have a guide in the next couple of weeks on how to get started with CircuitPython on this board. Yeah, and if you just go to circuitpython.org downloads, you'll be able to see all the boards. We're up to 80-something. It's pretty cool. Next up, CircuitPython snakes its way to the Arduino Nano 33 BLE Sense. You did this one. Yeah, well, I, well, Dan Halbert did it, and I, I just QA and checked it. Uh, this is the new... Nano 33 BLE Sense, which uses the NRF52840. It's in a module uh, from Ublocks. Uh, it's neat because it's got all these sensors built in, which I think is super cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we picked one up of these and we're like, oh, you know, if you put UF2 bootloader on it, you could run CircuitPython, which could be really handy. It's, it's got like a nano form factor, so that could be useful for some people. We don't have any nano form factor uh, circuit playground boards at this time, so this would be the first. And uh, you will need a J-Link in order to put the UF2 bootloader on it. But once you do, um, because you need to add the soft device as well, once you do, you can load CircuitPython quite easily. And uh, we tried it out and you know, used some measurements from the sensors and even tested out the microphone. Okay, that's not all. 
Circuit Python snakes its way to the SparkFun Quick Micro CMD21 development board. This is yet another board that Circuit Python is running on. Um, this makes the, let's see, uh, at least the fifth or sixth board from SparkFun that now runs Circuit Python. That's in addition to some of the feather boards that they've been making. So we're really excited about this. You can check out the guide, you can pick one up, and this Run CircuitPython. Yes, and it's got uh, a quick connector on the end, which is great because we're having all these quick slash QT compatible sensors coming out. Um, and it has a spot in the bottom that you can solder in some SPI flash if you'd like. Cool. In issue 24 Hackspace Magazine, LED matrix modules with CircuitPython. If you want to add 64 pixels of output using CircuitPython, you can go to page 80 and 81 on the latest issue of Hackspace Magazine, and it's a free PDF download, or of course you can buy an issue, or if you subscribe for a year, get a free Circuit Playground Express. Okay, uh, we've been doing an entire month of open source hardware posts, and uh, one of the companies that we covered was Electronic Cats, and one of the reasons we covered it is because not only do they do open source hardware and software, but they adopted CircuitPython. So this is, uh, it's called Meow Meow, I like to call it Meow Meow. And if you want to read about uh, this company and all the cool stuff they're up to, check out our series of posts on adafruit.com slash blog. You were doing some power testing with the new Circuit uh, Playground Bluefruit Lady Ada. What's yes. going on here? These are some neat little charts that These you made. These are some charts. Um, so the next generation of Circuit Playground Bluefruit, uh, we have the alpha version out now, and like the next version is kind of like the release candidate. Um, we added a transistor effect to turn off power to the NeoPixels and some of the sensors, um, it keeps the accelerometer on because a lot of times if you're doing low power, you still want to have accelerometer active. Um, and uh, there's still a very small power LED, which I, I'm not willing to remove, but it uses very little power, it's a couple of microamps, like yeah. 100 microamps. Uh -huh. And so uh, what we did is we, we checked to verify that when we turn the transistor off, um, it's on by default, we turn it off, um, you know, all the NeoPixels turn off and then the power is very low. So I think we got down to, uh, if you go back to the previous page, it can show, uh, yeah, it was 0.3 milliamps. So 300. Okay. That's pretty good. 300 microamps, um, which is pretty good. And uh, we might try to improve that a little bit, but given that there's an LED that's on all the time, I don't know if we can get much lower than that, but it does mean that we'll be able to do some projects such as very, you know, we can do machine learning, we can do, very low power gesture recognition or maybe voice sensing and then in between we go to sleep so that your battery will last a long time. So this is kind of neat because it's a developer platform for learning but it can also do low power. Okay. This is one of my favorite tweets. Uh, Arturo who does the Serpente uh, has a customer. He makes a board that happens to run CircuitPython and this person said exactly what we've been going for. Sometimes your community says it even better than you can. So he's like, hey, hashtag uh, CircuitPython Live. And I'm like, I wonder what he's, I wonder that's what St. Ricards do. Uh, James uh, said, it's essentially what I want from Arduino. So this person was able to rapidly prototype in a matter of minutes um, something they wanted to do. And this is why we made this, because you're spending more time making your things and you're not downloading IDEs, you're not compiling stuff. Um, so that's really cool. So thank you for that. I guess we might do a hashtag CircuitPython Live. We'll see. Um, also, in France, the national programming language is Python, and there is an article on one of the school sites. Um, we translated it because it's in French, and it's called CircuitPython in High School, an alternative to Arduino. And uh, the translation is, this article presents a set of hardware and software offerings as an alternative to using Arduino in high school. Its strengths are native Python programming, total computer independence, and true analog output for sound generation. Check that out. Next up. Um, MicroPython, that was another um, article series that we did for Open Hardware Month. Um, in addition to the early days of MicroPython video that Damien did, uh, we go over some of the things like, here's the first bit of open source hardware that uh, MicroPython did. Here's their uh, Pi board. So uh, yet another um, big, I guess, milestone or just like notch in the, in the open source belt. This was one of the um, people and one of the organizations and one of the efforts that got us all here, especially recently with Python on hardware. Check that out. Um, happy birthday, MQTT. I didn't, did you know that it was uh, MQTT's birthday? No, I did not. How old is it? Uh, 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So uh, 20 years ago, the first version of MQTT was published. Um, we like it. 
and it's one of those um, cool protocols that you can use for publish and subscribe and it's you know very low low bandwidth and it just it just works okay making the rounds a lot this is the open book project um, my headline was open book project takes flight because it's a feather based open book project and it's an open source version of Kindle basically so that's kind of cool I love, um, I love the silk screen it's got everything going on. Yeah, it's like that soap that people talk about. There's a soap that has like all the ingredients yeah, and everything Bonner on the back. Soap? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So, um, also, uh, congratulations to our friend Jerry and the entire team there for Tilt Five. They hit their goal, and as they were about to hit their Kickstarter goal for their um, Kickstarter, which is these like cool AR glasses, we um, we we had a countdown that made it really easy to show the power of the Pi Portal. And with the Pi Portal, you can do a project like this in like five minutes. So they did a contest, and if someone just tweeted a photo of a Pi Portal that they had with a uh, data feed, yeah, and, and you can use, you can do, you can do an API thing, or you can Kickstarter use Dashboard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they got T-shirts, so these I love this people. font. Yeah, isn't that cool? Classic. All right, next up, um, lots of Halloween stuff. Of course, it's our Halloween show. These are eyes, baby eyes. Yeah, and it's, oh, that's uh, funny. Monster mask. Here is some cool music. This is from Thea, and this is a new uh, CircuitPython library. So you can see and hear some of that. Bleepy bloop. Yeah. Sean Heimel made a uh, pumpkin, and the end of this project is now is now out, and you'll be able to check it out. But it's a it's a pumpkin that uh, farts and makes uh, sound, and it's all for the Hack Pumpkin contest. And then this is the Mandrake. This uh, this is a cool little Motion-activated mandrake, when you pull it out of the ground, it just screams. Yeah. <laughs> using our guides and tutorials, uh, this is using the prop wing. And you can see a couple cool lightsaber projects. Also, uh, this is an eyeball that... Fits perfectly. Fits right in there for Halloween. Here is a helmet that uses NeoPixels. Ooh, that's nice. Here is a wind-up doll, and it makes noises when you wind it up. And a couple events that are going on. Uh, TensorFlow World is right now, and some of our hardware is there. You'll see some of the electronics and some of the, the posts about it on our site soon. And then Supercon's coming up November 15th to 17th. You will see a lot of Adafruit hardware, Python-powered in particular, there as well. Okay, and that's the Python on Whew, So much going on. A lot going on. Okay, time travel. Let's look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, or just stuff that's Costumes. going on here at Adafruit. Okay. What happened so today? Today, today. Um, we do company photos, optional if people dress up. One of the cool things about Adafruit is we don't have a dress code other than you can wear costumes to work if you want to every day. It's perfectly fine. Actually, some, some people, people pretty do, yeah. So, some people do. And that's cool. So, here's Bumblebee. Bumblebees! Um, I think this is a data pirate. Pirate. And I got the eyeball is around his neck. Yeah. And then you've got Ooh, some, of the, ghost. some of the masks that we use for Adabox. Yeah. Yeah, all sorts of 80s. 80s themed. Oh, wow. Like Egyptian yeah. themed. Walker. 70s. Peace and love. Spider-Man. So. The best thing about being Spider-Man is like taking off the mask. Yeah. You got. This is all cool stuff. Mortal Kombat. You got mirrors. Yeah. Rosie. What a great photo. Oh, that's funny. Going to go and play with Alien. <laughs> all right. So those are just Wednesday. some of the photos. You'll be able to uh, see the post on our website. These are awesome. I love, I love that um, she's got the crow, just like the crows that you got yeah. for that project you made. All right. A little bit of a reminder here. We're voting, and uh, we did a paid day off for voting for the entire company. Yeah. And uh, let me give you some advice. If you work at a company or, or run a company, if you work at a company, draft up a nice email and send it to uh, whoever's in charge of like days off and stuff and just say, hey, what would it take for us to get a paid day off for voting? And then leave it up to them to figure out what's possible. Put because the, put next it, year is gonna be, it's, an, it's a big election. Um, people are saying it might be one of the biggest in history. Yes, So I think a lot of people will vote next year. I mean, either yeah. way. <laughs> so you have a year, but we yeah. decided to do this um, last year and we- Yeah, uh, good practice. We emailed other companies 
Some companies did it. Little Bits, for example, did. They did pay, do, pay day off for voting. So if you work at a company, do that. Trust me, because you have to you have to challenge the, ma the management to come up with reasons why not to do it. Or they'll probably say, okay, here's what it would look like if we did it. And so if you're someone who runs a company, um, it's a really easy thing to do to add a paid day off. You have if you if it's in the U.S., you have to let people to go vote anyways. And so people could take it as a float. A lot of people want to take the day off because they do volunteer work, and they want to be a volunteer at the polls. That's right. That's so popular it's too. A, it's a really good faith gesture to your staff that you care about the things that are important to them. You're not telling them who to vote for. You're not doing that. You're saying, and everyone likes a day off. That's a fact. So um, my suggestion, especially if you're in the technology biz. It's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to add. Um, so please do it. That's right. And I'm going to be sending emails to other company leaders, and I'm going to say, like, hey, you know how sometimes you know you like our designs and our code, and you copy it, which we do like. Um, just put leave, our, leave, like leave our names on it. Yeah. Um, maybe copy this too. Yes. Right. Next up, um, special thanks to all the folks who bought a Circuit Playground Express. We did a buy one give one. We, Again, we ran through the first round. So we did it a second time. The way it worked is, if you bought a Circuit Playground Express, we send one to Black Girls Code. That easy. You know exactly what's happening. It's gonna go in a box. You get one, they get one. We're gonna ship it. The end. And and we're good at shipping stuff. Super special thanks to DigiKey. They did the second round, and that went in about 24 hours. So um, a couple people want to thank in particular Kevin Scott, CTO of Microsoft. Uh, got Thank the word you. out. This was on, this was on his LinkedIn and on his Twitter. And Kevin says the folks at Adafruit are doing some of the most innovative work in the industry, getting more people making things in electronics, embedded software. Given this, this is the rapidly expanding frontiers of text, this push is great to see. They've now partnered with Black Girls Code to donate a Circuit Playground Express for every Express bought through the link below. Black Girls Code is a goal to empower young women of color ages seven to seventeen to embrace the current tech marketplace as builders and creators. Great work, Lady Ada, Phil. And team, thank you, Kevin Scott. Um, we already sold up, but we're going to be doing it again. If you work at a company that likes to do stuff like this, that have uh, charitable donations, this is very easy. Contact us. It's Bogo. Buy one, give one. At Adafruit.com. Bogo at Adafruit.com, and we can set you up. Um, we're talking to some of our carriers that we ship stuff with. We're talking to some of our partners who make some of the chips. But the idea would be, it's easy for them. It's easy for the person because you want to get a Circuit Playground Express, and then the recipient. First partner is Black Girls Code. We're going to be doing lots of others, but uh, this is a, a great one to get started with. Exactly. And if you're someone and you're like, well, it's not running right now, but I want to give something to Black Girls Code or some other nonprofit, uh, you know, when will you do it again? We'll let you know as soon as possible. But in the meantime, yeah. you can just donate directly to those organizations. Yeah, don't wait around. Don't wait around. Don't for wait us. for us. But I understand that that activism is way f more fun when you're getting something for yourself. Yes. And someone gets something too. I know, but they Charity always... is good when you get something for yourself. It's just a fact. It does feel good. But you can always uh, donate year-round. Yeah, you could do that, too. And uh, November, I, I understand. And November and December is the month We're going to do giving. this in November for sure because yeah. it is a month of giving. That's true. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, we have a couple videos. One was a STEM Sunday, and the other one is a Machine Learning Monday, so we're going to play this. Zoom. Hey, what is this? Hi, I am making a tester for this new mini GPS with I2C Stemma connectors, so it can be connected to like any device with I2C. And this is my tester here, and I'm going to test it. So when I plug this in, like so, this LED lights up, this does some work, and then it beeps. And then you can see the output from the test right here. And that's how I know that all the pins are working and the GPS module is working. And that's how we do test. Data, what is this? Hey, this is the TensorFlow light from my controller's Hello World working with Arcada. We've got the Edge Badge Braincraft board here, and it's got a TFT display. And this is the Hello World model that takes an X coordinate and gives you a sine wave out coordinate on the Y. And so it's a really good way to just test if your TensorFlow light core is working. And as you can see, this little red dot makes a sinusoid. Uh, normally you have an LED pulsing, but I thought it would be really nice to use the display so you can visualize it really well. Yes, machine learning works better with screens. And you more. love screens. Yeah. All right, that's what I'm working on. Machine learning Monday. Okay, help wanted. We have jobs.adafruit.com. It is free. We moderate them all. Here's a couple of jobs that came in. This is a computer science teacher for Saigon South International School. If you want to teach computer science in Vietnam, they've got a job for you. 
And there is a lead tiny ML engineer, remote's okay, for Edge Impulsor in San Jose. Lots of machine learning jobs apply. And here's now. the good news about being the lead tiny ML engineer. TML is only like two months old, yeah. so they're not going to ask for like three years of you experience. You could be the leader in the field. You could be the field. lead if you do a couple projects. Okay. We are an open source hardware company. It's and, true. And to prove it, we did 31 posts, which actually turned out to 35 posts altogether. I know, because you, can't, you couldn't stop. Couldn't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Last, night, last night, we had Michael Weinberg on. He's a lawyer. Yay. And he's the executive director of the NYU Engelberg uh, Center for Law and also the board president of Open Hardware Association. He came by for a full hour. Full hour. And so what we decided to do yesterday was um, there isn't a time really where someone can talk about all the things that go into licensing and trademark and copyright and patents and all the questions that people have mm -hmm. that is not legal advice no but um all the good reasons to do open source hardware and when you might want to trademark when you might want to use a certain kind yeah. of license what so, and then what's interesting is he covered documentation too it was kind of neat yeah it was a good it was a good uh hour-ish talk and so what we did is we took that video and made a standalone video put it on YouTube and then it's also on our blog and then we have all 35 posts and so um, if you ever have a question about licensing or is uh, this license better or which one should I use or how does this work it's all in one spot it's all available and then we point to all the resources out there we also have an interview with Bunny we have um, people from the community talking about why open source hardware is important to them so check it out Okay. Um, other bits of open sourceness. We have 2,043 guides, Lady Ada. That's right. What is on the big board this week? Well, first off, check out our new uh, design for Learn. We've been pulling out some Got these design chops. Yeah. They're now cards, um, and uh, they're, they've got, they're more stuff's going to be coming soon. Uh, we've got a guide for the Stemma Relay um, that came out uh, last week. This is neat because it's an easy way to... Uh, plug and play a small 60 watt relay, which you can see is good enough for this incandescent lamp. Um, and you get actually two relay outputs and uh, it's very easy to use. And in this case, you can just alligator clip it on. We have a guide all about that. We have got a, another guide in our historical computing series. Uh, we did uh, uh, General Magic last time, Magic Cap. Now it's time for the Apple Newton. So we're really getting into the uh, old Apple history uh, you had an Apple Newton, I had an Apple Newton, everyone did, uh, but everyone doesn't have one anymore. Uh, but it's an interesting history. I've got a clear one over there, a really rare clear one. Clearer. Yeah. I didn't know they made clear. Yeah. You got from Noah and Pedro a circuit uh, playground bluefruit pumpkin with lights and sound, so you can get this off the shelf pumpkin, and it's Halloween year round. You can still probably get this together if you have an hour or two uh, on the West Coast. Um, put a circuit playground bluefruit inside with a stem of speaker. Uh, or, you know, just connect up to an amplifier, and uh, you can have Bluetooth-controlled sound and light effects. Um, from Kathy, CPX Glowing Disembodied Hand. It's kind of like a, a good crafting project, especially for younger kids. Um, you can uh, make a hand crafted from tape, and then you stuff NeoPixels inside of it, uh, put a circuit playground in there uh, with some make code, and make it light up. Which one, a, which one was that? That was the CPX glowing disembodied hand. Oh, got it. I got a little bit of that. Oh, yeah, yeah thank yeah, you. Yeah. He has a capacitive touchpad as well. Thank you, Kathy. We got the wireless image transfer circuit playground fruit and TFT gizmos. This is a new thing in our uh, Bluetooth app. You can select any image, take one, download one, get onto your phone somehow, and then you can send it wirelessly really fast over circuit playground blue fruit. We also have a guide for the mini Pi TFT. Uh, how to use that both uh, with a kernel module or with um, Python. The Master 3000 and NeoPixel simulated liquid physics is neat because it looks like there's glowing liquid coming out of that skull, but it's actually NeoPixels. And then a little guide for the 1.14 inch color TFT breakout. Uh, so we had a lot of guides. Okay, and we'll have more this week. Main New York City factory footage, take it away, Adafruit Factory.
Okay, and it wouldn't be a factory footage tour without a sunrise or sunset outside the windows here at Adafruit. Okay, 3D printing, no Pedro. Printing up a storm. Printing up a pumpkin. Lots of pumpkins. Yeah, so we have two videos, um, two pumpkins. We're gonna do them back to back. We'll see you on the other side. Bye. See you soon. Hey, what's up folks? In this project, we'll show you how to make a talking pumpkin with Adafruit Circuit Playground Bluefruit. You can trigger lights and sound effects using the Bluefruit LE Connect app for iOS and Android. The electronics are hidden inside the pumpkin and there's a stem of speaker mounted to the bottom. We designed and 3D printed a custom mount so that it could be secured to the bottom of the pumpkin. With CircuitPython, you can quickly prototype projects using Adafruit's libraries. You can check out all the supported hardware by heading over to circuitpython.org. Here you can choose your hardware and download the latest firmware. Adafruit's hardware makes it really easy to install CircuitPython. Just double press the reset button to put it in bootloader mode. It'll show up as a USB drive so you can drag and drop a file to automatically flash the firmware. With the CircuitPy drive, you can also drag and drop your code, libraries, and audio files. We think this is a great way for folks to quickly get their projects up and running. Using the Moo Python editor, you can debug your code using the built-in console. The control pad features software buttons, so you can trigger up to eight different colors and sound effects. The Bluefruit LE Connect app is a free download and it has an easy to use interface. Be sure to check out the Learn Guide for a full tutorial and walkthrough. Links are in the description. If you have a project you'd like to share, check out Adafruit's Show & Tell livestream. All participants get a free vinyl sticker. We want to give a big shout out to you folks sharing your projects. You can also check out the Adafruit Discord server so you can chat with the community. Thanks so much for watching and we hope you have a happy Halloween. Okay, don't forget every single Wednesday 3D hangouts with Noah and Pedro. Before we get to new products, let's uh, do the scary fruit. 10% off any fruit store, all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Let's do this. All right. New, 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 new. All right. So we do now have the book is doc. Yay! It's here. Hooray, hooray. And yes. you also get a digital download. It comes with a little card. Yes, uh, the password's on the back, which you can't see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we now have the Steam Tokyo book. It's in Japanese, don't forget, but it is so cool. It's got great graphics, and it covers CircuitPython and Circuit Playground Express. So if you want to pick one up, please do to support the author. Okay, next up. Coming soon, this presence. This is the main board that actually houses the chip itself and the QSPY flash, and uh, you would attach this to whatever you wanted it to control. So this is the kind of the brain of the board, and it's got a micro USB, it's got a USB serial converter, um, it doesn't have native USB, uh, and then... Now support CircuitPython, that's why we're stocking it. Yes, it supports CircuitPython. Yeah. And then next up... Yeah, you put it on this. That's right. So this... Then next up, this is the um, holder board. So yeah. this board... Um, also has an SD card slot, it has a little connector that you, you know, your SD connector you plug in this presence into, and it makes Arduino compatible. 
Um, this is uh, cool if you want to use it with Arduino shields or Arduino compatible shields. Okay. And there's also a camera. There's just a camera that comes with it. Um, there is some, uh, in Arduino at least, there's vision recognition stuff and camera yeah. stuff you can use. So it plugs into the main board. Show it on the overhead. Yeah, we do have one that we purchased. Um, again, these are coming soon. But yes, this is a little main board yeah. and it has an antenna. I think it's just cool because, you know, I, a million years ago, I used to work with Sony on a lot of things. Their stuff's always so beautiful. And uh, it's just kind of nice to see something from Sony and also our code now running on it with yes. um, not only our Arduino libraries, but of course they did a special effort to get CircuitPython to run on it. Actually, sorry, no, that does have native USB because they got teeny USB running on this, so I'm, I'm mistaken about that. But um, yes, it has uh, a camera that you can plug in, you can plug into these headers, use the main board. Uh, so kind of an interesting uh, combination, but very powerful. Uh, it's like a multi-core chip uh, from Sony. We'll have more about this when we get more than one in stock, including, like we said, a guide on yeah. how to run CircuitPython with it. Next up. Um, an update to our Micro LiPo series. Uh, we had Micro LiPo A, Micro B, uh, Mini B, now USB C. USB C is here, uh, and we're getting pretty good at USB C connector handling. Um, this Micro LiPo, you know, basically you plug in USB C into one end, a LiPo into the other. It charges it when it's done. The done LED lights up, so you know. Um, we made a little update to this one. We added the data line, so D minus and D plus are brought out. People have asked for that. It's a common request. So if you plug into the USB-C here and have a battery, you'll get the five volts data lines and battery lines that you can use in your project. That could be handy so you only have one USB-C connector. Or alternatively, you can give it five volts from your project. Uh, default charge rate is 100 milliamps, so it's safe for everything. Uh, if you solder close the pointy jumper, you'll get 500 milliamps. Straightforward, easy to use, and uh, now you don't have to worry about plugging the USB cable backwards because it works either way. Okay, what if I want to play two like make code games together? Can I do that now? I'm glad you asked. I yes. Now. One of the things that we did, we did a little trick on the fifth pin, which is the fourth pin on a USB micro B connector, is the ID pin. Uh, we connected that to digital 13 on um, both the Pi Badge and the Pi Gamer. Um, and uh, on the Pi Badge LC as well. And so what happens is you get a cable that has the ID line connected through from one to the other, you can use that as a JackDAC pin. JackDAC is the protocol that MakeCode Arcade uses to communicate. Yeah. And this is a cable. You could also use this cable for um, general purpose micro USB on the go stuff, but some USB hosts don't like that the ID pin is not connected to ground, so just be aware of that. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, oh, it needs to be grounded okay. first work. Got a couple screens. Um, yeah, some people have asked for replacement screens. Maybe they damage your screen or they want to use some of the screens that we know and love. This is the 1.54 inch uh, TFT 240 by 240 ST7789. Uh, really love the screen. It's IPS. And the connector is bottom contact, which means that you can get a flip top connector, which is, um, I think, much easier to use than the pull out tab connectors. So that are, those are available now. We also have the capacitive touch version of our 2.8 inch TFT. We've had the resistive touch for like a couple years and we kind of forgot to put in the cap touch one. Um, but this is handy. You would use a 50 pin connector to connect to it. The capacitive touch is a Focal Tech FT6206 or compatible. Um, and the I squared C and interrupt lines come through on the 50 pin connector. So it's like, you know, some of the pins that are unused for the display. Okay, the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, and the community, all the people in costumes is this yes well you can really hear the people yelling in the parade outside yeah. um yes finally the stm32 f405 feather is out uh we had signups we s notified everyone and we sold out but we're making more it's fast we made like 200 and they went fast um this is our star new feather it is as we said the stm32 f04 it's a 168 megahertz cortex m4 from st uh, this is our first ST Micro Feather, um, and it's got some nice goodies which I'll show off. First off, it's a feather, so it's feather compatible. Uh, it's 3.3 volt logic. It has all the pins. ST takes flight. It takes this flight. This headline writes itself. There's two DACs, A0 and A1. Uh, lots of ADCs, so A0 through A5 are ADC. You've got SPI here, I squared C. You are uh, there's no AREF on this pin, so you get to. 3.3 volt pins. I'll zoom in a little bit here. Uh, ground, reset pin, enable battery, which is the 
battery voltage, USB, which is a five volt from here. Uh, digital I.O. 5, 6, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 of these. I think the first four have um, PWM. Actually, the only pins that don't have PWM pretty much are a couple of the ADC pins and 11, 12, 13. I squared C as well. We put a two megabyte SPI flash chip on here. So for CircuitPython use or for everyday use, if you want to access uh, a bunch of memory on chip without having to plug in an SD card, it's two megabytes on there. And then we had a little space over here. So we put a quick Stemma QT connector. And so for example, here's an upcoming uh, little mini uh, GPS, which has I squared C connectivity. And uh, you see here, this is the, our classic OLED feather wing um, on top here with buttons and it's printing out the output from the GPS. There's no connectivity inside here, so you can't see the location, but you can see data coming out from the GPS. Uh, there's also a NeoPixel reset button circuitry, 3.2 kilohertz, uh, 32.768 kilohertz crystal, 12 megabyte, uh, 12 megahertz uh, main crystal, which is used to, to clock it up, and then uh, charge LED and uh, pin 13 LED, and I'm gonna unplug this to show off the bottom. On the bottom, we have a SD card, and the SD card is connected to the SDIO lines. And we also have a non-placed um, SWD connector. So we, to program this, we recommend using the boot zero method, which means you take the B0 pin, um, connect it to 3.3 volts, which is like over here, Press the reset button and it'll boot into the built-in ROM bootloader, which has USB uh, DFU, and that's really easy. So that's a great way to upload uh, MicroPython or CircuitPython or even Arduino to it. Um, but some people like to program through SWD, in which case you'll have to either solder on this connector or solder to these tabs to get SWD. Um, we did not bring out the SWD pins because uh, I think most people are going to use the built-in bootloader and um, for CircuitPython and MicroPython, you, you pretty much never have to upload. Well, so much fast, so data. Um, and yeah, so for this, you can use uh, CircuitPython. We have some basic support going for CircuitPython. Not absolutely everything is supported, but we have digital IO, SPI, I squared C, UR analog and uh, input and output. Uh, we're still working on UART and PWM is still a little bit in progress. So that's very exciting. Um, and then you can use it with MicroPython because it's the same chip as the Pi board. Uh, so if you uh, check it out, we have submitted a PR to MicroPython to add support for this chip. You can also use it in Arduino. We have also a PR to STM Duino for support for this chip. And it actually works pretty well. Um, STM Duino, almost everything we tried uh, worked out quite well um, with it. Uh, the only thing it doesn't have yet is auto reset for the bootloader, but that's an open issue and they'll hopefully fix that soon. So this is a little bit early um, for this feather. I'll say it's not great for people who, this is their first feather. This is for people who are like, oh, I've used feather, I've used my controllers. I'm kind of comfortable with the different ways that you program them. And I would yeah. like to try out the STM32. I'd say if you're really into something like MicroPython, but you like the feather form factor, this is for you. This is good. Or if you really just want 168 megahertz, this is our yeah. fastest feather. Um, it's faster than the uh, SAMD51. And if you want to use this with um, STM32 IDE, the, the, you know, the Cube IDE, and get direct access to you know, the STM HAL, uh, this is also an excellent uh, platform because a lot of people tend to use the Nucleo or Discovery boards, and they're amazing and they're great, but they're not Feather compatible. And with this, you get plug and play support with Feathers and with Quick and Stemma QT. Amazing products. What's the new product recap? Yep. New, 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 new. We have the CircuitPython Tokyo Steam book in stock. Don't forget, it's in Japanese, but it's super cool. Python and CircuitPython. Uh, CircuitPython and Circuit Playground. Um, we have this Sony Spresence boards coming soon. Sony Spresence main board, uh, adapter board that gives you Arduino shield compatibility, and also a camera. Plug all these things together, and you have a super board that does everything. The micro lipo with USB-C uh, is ready for the next generation of USB connectors. You can charge your lipo batteries very easily uh, using a USB-C cable. If you would like to have co-op or competition games on MakeCode Arcade using PyBadge or PyGamer, 
This sync cable uh, for the micro USB port will give you jack-dack compatibility so you can play against or with each other using the MakeCode Arcade uh, Player 1, Player 2 blocks. We have some replacement or new screens if you'd like to use these screens, the 1.54 inch 240 by 240 and the 2.8 inch 320 by 240 with capacitive touch. Both are lovely screens. And the start of the show is the STM32F405 Feather. It's 168 MHz Cortex M4 from ST. Uh, thanks to ST and DigiKey for supporting this project. This was amazing to uh, bring up a new chip in CircuitPython. Now new products. Okay, don't forget the code. It is Scary Fruit. It's all the way up to 11.59 p.m. tonight. You want your top secret this week? Yeah, I thought maybe this, this GPS okay. that I showed off. Let's do some top secret. Uh, I got one quick thing, and then we'll uh, show off your, quick your stuff. Thing. Well, this is, uh, we're just working on some case ideas for like the Pi Portal. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun to show this. That's what we're thinking. It's like poofy. Yeah, so it's not out yet, don't ask. Yeah. But, you know, and I've got this uh, GPS module, uh, but it's actually going to be like, out like tomorrow or Monday. But uh, it's like a super cute little GPS. And what I love about this is I squared C and UART compatible. So you can plug in like your FTDI cable here if you like, or UART. Or if you have um, I squared C only, like you want these little cables, um, you can plug and play and chain with other I squared C devices. Uh, we've got support for this in Arduino and coming soon, CircuitPython. Okay, back in the vault. Hey, um, we're gonna do, um, we'll do it, you know, if anyone has any questions, feel free to put them over on uh, Discord, um, adafruit.it slash Discord. That's where we do them. Um, we'll do a trivia question. We'll give something away next week because uh, we got to get out of here. Yep. It's a little crazy here. No, it's like the, but the if, uh, if Halloween any, yeah, if is any, coming. If, uh, it'll pick up a couple of questions real quick. If someone has one, feel free to put them in. Um, is there any live browser training for uh, webcams? for machine learning, where you put something in front of like a, a browser that turns the camera on, does it do training? I don't know. Yeah. Runway ML Runway is something ML to look at, but it's, it's Runway ML, it's a, it's a downloadable software package, uh, that Mac, PC, and Linux, and you could do stuff right there, but I know what they're saying, like, can you do stuff? Yes, um, this is retraining. I know yeah. that, um, I don't know that there's any that go in the browser yet. Um, but t check out Edge Electronics, because I know yeah. he was working on something like this. Um, also, on youtube.com slash TensorFlow, they're putting up all the sessions. And I did see one where there was a JavaScript um, where you, uh, go to, you go to your machine learning page, and in JavaScript, it can do quite a bit. It was really fast. It was able to do the skeletal thing where it has the little yeah. analysis that knew there were people there. It worked out. It was surprisingly fast. So that was kind of cool. So uh, there's also, like, tensorboard.dev where people can start to play with models. Yes, this, this week is, is TensorFlow week. It's so, TensorFlow week, so yeah. next week maybe okay. we'll know. Uh, someone says, how do you pronounce G-U-I-S? So usually people say GUIs. GUIs? Yeah, they usually say GUIs. Some people say GUIs. I've yeah. seen that. I don't think it matters. Because you don't say UI. you I, say Yeah, UI. I don't think it matters. I do think sometimes, for whatever reason, people get hung up on pronunciations. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And like, if someone is like, spend a lot of time correcting someone, about pronunciations, you know what? They're not doing work. Yeah. They're not doing cool stuff. They're not sharing. So, say whatever you want. You could be GUI, could be GUI. GUI. Whatever you want to do. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. Uh, let's see if we have any more questions. Uh, Gizmo with a circle display would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We have, we have a bunch of circle displays. But the thing is, though, then you lose out. pixels, so it's like. You lose pixels. Um, so even though circle display is cool, the whole board is circular, so it's like. Yeah. You're not gonna. You know, if you found a display that's exactly the same size as the Gizmo, but there aren't any that we've seen, so it'd be smaller. So you might as well have a square display. Does that make sense? Yeah, but we have some round displays that but will yeah, be, we that will be uh, doing stuff. Um, and with that, I think we got through all the questions because uh, we'll do a uh, giveaway next week. All right. Pardon me. That's our show, ladies. Thanks, everybody. All right. Uh, minutes of fun. That's the show. Uh, we'll see everybody next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Time for Ask an Engineer, 7.30 p.m. for Show and Tell. We do that every single week. Don't forget um, to subscribe to Adabox because we're making yeah, them right now. Very exciting. Go to Adabox.com. Special thanks to all the Adafruit team members that came in today and dressed up. 
special thanks and to all the remote team too. members. Yeah. Um, special thanks to, I think Kelly's behind the scenes in thanks Slack. Kelly. But I told Kelly, don't worry about the show tonight because it was, we didn't know if we were going to even do it, um, but it worked out. And uh, special thanks to all of our community out there and all the folks who keep us in business. Don't forget the code is scary fruit. Have a wonderful and spooky Halloween. Yep. Here's your moment of Zener. Bye, everybody. Bye.